Hello and welcome to Blind Spots on the Film Inquiry Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Jake Tropila. I'm joined by Christy Strauss. Christy, hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. This is the uh, podcast wherein Christy and I recommend films to one another that we each haven't seen. Um, Christy and I have been uh, talking for a while, and uh, we've discovered that we have a lot of crossover in our interests and recommendations in movies that we have seen. Um, basically, if you were to make a Venn diagram out of uh, what we like, uh, we share a lot in that central circle. So what we're kind of doing is branching out and recommending things to each other that are on the uh, peripheries of our outer circles that the other person has not seen. Uh, Christy, would that, uh, would that sum up this, uh, this project adequately, would you say? Yeah. No, I think that sums it up pretty well. Uh, just an excuse to <laughs> yeah. recommend some movies to one another that we haven't seen, and usually probably weird ones, obscure ones, hopefully, and yeah, hopefully good ones, but it'll be interesting if some aren't. Yeah, hopefully good ones, hopefully ones that, uh, you know, we like. I'd hate to have to recommend something that uh, the other person hates. But, um, yeah, should we, uh, should we give a little background about uh, who we are and uh, our website? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sure, yeah. Well, I, as I said, I'm Jake Tropila. I'm one of the writers and editors at uh, Film Inquiry. I've been with the website for uh, two years and some change now, and uh, having a really good time. I really love doing what I do and uh, working with, with the people I work with. So uh, it's a great time. It's a great website, and I hope you all uh, check us out if you're uh, just listening to this podcast and discovering us for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm Christy Strauss, Editor-in-Chief of Film Inquiry. Um, I've been here many years, but you know what's time anymore, really? And it's something exactly. that's been one of the <laughs> it's been one of the uh, best things that's ever happened to me in my life. I adore it, and I love the people that I work with. Clearly, obviously, I'm sitting here cheating, <laughs> ch cheating, chatting with Jake. So um, yeah, this is just fun hopefully anyone listening enjoys it and maybe picks up some cool recommendations on the way for sure yeah and uh that's you know always part of my uh my goal with anything i do in film related is i like to i like to expose people to good films that they may not as be as well known or little seen so i don't this is not if you're if you're looking to see you know one of us recommending the dark knight to the other person's avengers uh, this is not the podcast for you, uh, kind sir or madam, so kindly uh, shut the podcast down and uh, walk away. Or keep listening. You might uh, discover something new you like. You know, we don't want to <laughs> scare away any any new listeners. <laughs> right. Uh, and I do recommend yeah. both of those movies, but yeah. that's just not what we're doing here today. And we do have, you know, such – I mean, we showcase so many amazing films on our site from such a diverse – yeah. You know, collection of genres and tastes. And, you know, we also do the roundtable videos where we've done a lot of recommendations as well. So I'm hoping that we can continue to do that and spread the word of amazing films and especially, you know, the underseen or underappreciated ones, too. Yeah, 100 percent. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into our uh, two films uh, for the evening. Um you recommended to me a film called Honeymoon, and uh, I recommended to you a film called Perfect Blue. Uh, shall we start with Honeymoon? Yes, I think so. So, right. so, you know, when getting to know Jake, 
he kind of shares my uh, affinity for horror movies and obscure and weird and the like. So there's not many of those I feel like he hasn't seen in our discussions. So when I realized he hadn't seen Honeymoon, uh, the 2014 film, I really thought that uh, he should. Um, It's definitely, it's a horror movie, but I mean, it's very psychological, Mm -hmm. but it's also got a little bit of just sci-fi mix. Um, It's also a film I love that it's mainly just two characters in kind of a remote place, which I always love that environment, especially for like any kind of psychological thriller. Uh, So I thought that this movie would be a good one to throw his way, especially when I heard he hadn't seen it. Um, I don't want to like say too much because I want to hear his reactions and then we can talk more about like what it is. But that was why I suggested it primarily because I do think it's it's a great film and I think it's one that's really... I think it had a really low budget. I think it was didn't make very much money, wasn't seen by many people. I actually reviewed it for another site last year as part of our women-directed horror series um, on yeah. In Their Own League because I do think it's it's a worthy watch. And it's definitely got some disturbing shit in it, just to put that out there. Yeah, um, that was a... That was the beauty of it. I uh, I really liked it. Um, I came away enjoying it. Um, I had never I'd never seen or heard of this film um, before this podcast, uh, so this was uh, completely new to me. It totally just flew by under my radar. And I'm typically somebody who um, keeps up with horror movies that get good buzz. So uh, yeah, I don't know how this one slipped by me, but yeah, Honeymoon. It's a uh, it's an interesting film. It's about uh, as you said, it's a two-hander. It's uh, a couple who are, as the title suggests, they're newlyweds, and they take a trip up to a cabin in the woods, and uh, freaky, insane shit starts happening. And I guarantee you probably will not see it coming. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really a, it's a very uh, it's it's a, like only 87 minutes, but it's it, it moves at a nice smooth pace, and the tension. After after things settle in and like the act two, the tension really ratchets up and um, it's very uh, it's got a very creepy atmosphere where a lot of the like the the scares in the film come from just like being in a cabin while you're sleeping and then a light shines in through your window onto your and just projects light onto your face while you're sleeping in bed, which is like just a a horrifying uh, thing that I have is uh, <laughs> a fear of home invasion. So. That uh, that that kind of stuff really uh, really really got to me. Um, but uh, yeah, it stars a uh, Rose Leslie, who's best known as um, Egret on Game of Thrones, and uh, as the as the wife, and Harry Treadway is the husband. I was not familiar with him um, before I saw this, um, but uh, yeah, they're both really? excellent. Yeah, I, I not that I've seen. I, I may have seen him in something. Um, well, he's in uh, Mr. Mercedes. He's he's the bad guy in that, which especially yeah. season one would definitely recommend he's in penny dreadful and he's also in this little random uh like family movie that i used to love city of ember it's actually a movie i feel like doesn't mm. get enough appreciation it's uh saoirse ronan and yeah uh-huh. but sorry to to cut that cut in cut in there uh-huh. um you know wow. nothing jake yeah <laughs> wow She's uh yeah she's great um she was I always thought like she was a highlight on Game of Thrones because mm-hmm. in a in a world where everybody's just so glum and dour she seems to be one of the few people who's actually having fun um which is which is always a nice change of pace and 
just looking at Harry Treadway's uh, IMDb, uh, he's actually been in a lot of things I have seen. Like he played the drummer Stephen Morris in Control, the film about Joy Division. He's in Fish Tank, a movie I love. He's in Cockneys vs. Zombies, a film that I've seen, but I couldn't. I'd have to just go back and then I could properly identify him. But uh, this is, yeah, this is him co-leading the film. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on the on honeymoon? What are some things that you you love about it? Yeah, and by the way, I totally forgot he was in Fish Tank. I love Fish Tank. Um, and also, you know, he's in the Lone Ranger. Sorry, just had to. I don't like. Wow. I don't like the Lone Ranger, but um. I, there's a there's like a surge going for that movie on Twitter that I just don't. I can't abide by. I I, I don't know. understand why people like that movie. It's just it's just so dull. It is, I know. But anyway, um, back to Honeymoon. No, I think part of it, too, is, you know, it starts off and they're just, like, so in love. And they have these, like, cutesy little names for each other and little things. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, like, it, it's, like, oh, it's so happy. And they're running off to uh, go off to this remote cabin, which, you know, I mean, if you know it's a horror movie, it's probably not a good idea. But, and I might have known that Jake has a fear of, like, home invasions, too. So that might, <laughs> wow. I might have been a little maniacal <laughs> Uh, but I also do a podcast about fear. We talked about, you know, you may be coming on and talking about movies like that. So, you know, I mean, can all kind of wrap around eventually. But so with Honeymoon, you know, what's great and what I love about a lot of movies is when you don't know what's going on. You don't know, like, who to trust as far as, like, the narrator mm-hmm. or the two characters. And what's great about this, and yes, they are both very, very good in it. Um, and she is amazing and she is great as Egret. Um but like Rose Leslie, like, you know, you I don't want to like I don't know how much we should spoil things, but, you know, lights coming through some weird stuff happening. And, you know, this couple that seem like they know each other just like so well, he starts to notice strange changes about her. Um, like she doesn't even remember certain details about their life or him or those cute little names or like inside jokes or references and stuff. And she because something just happens to her one night and and you don't yeah. know, like, is it just like, I mean, you really don't know. It's supernatural. Is it something with like psychological? And there's an element of also like, is he wrong? Does he really like, maybe is he being paranoid? Yeah. Um, you know, like you really feel that kind of tension and mystery. It's a very tense movie. Uh, and I also yeah. thought it was really smart, like well-written and kind of, kind of stylish and it definitely pushes some, some stuff. Like there is that one, one scene that's like super disturbing too, which we shouldn't paint because then it would just ruin the fun of experiencing it. Yeah. For the first I, time. uh, yeah, there's a, there's a turn in the third act that, um, actually is actually like really repulsively done, but in a good way. Um, like it gave me a, a shudder. Uh, so kudos to you, Christy, for recommending something that made me recoil. Um, but yeah, you said, what? It's always my aim. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I can't wait to see what you pick for me the next episode. Um, but yeah, you said it was smartly written. And what I really liked about it is, is it's, you know, mostly a two hander. Um, and those can get, uh, those can turn sour fast in a, in not in a bad way or not in a good way. Like you're watching the relationship crumble, but like just kind of as a viewer, um, I watched this uh, for another podcast I do. I watched an, an acclaimed Australian horror film a few weeks ago um, called The Long Weekend. 
Um, it's about this couple who go out to their own cabin in the woods, um, but it's, it's more like a, a beachside cabin that they have. And um, basically, it's it paints them as like just these nasty people um, who they aren't like really nice to each other. So um, and they're, they're the problem is that they do things like litter and they're just kind of abusive to the environment and the environment like fights back and kills them both. It's not a good movie, um, and it, it really just kind of annoyed me because I was like praying for their demise. Um, but with this film, on the other hand, I'm kind of what I really thought was interesting about it is that, um, like you said, it starts off like, you know, they have these cute little um, video testimonials that they're doing after their wedding, um, which look to have been like a, possibly an elopement or a lo-fi affair because like their cake is a cinnamon bun, um, which I thought it was sweet. But um, yeah, the, so they're they enjoy each other and um, things kind of take a turn like the first time they have breakfast because he says something like to the effect of he wants her to make sure that she has a good breakfast to, quote, keep her womb healthy or something to that effect. And then there's really this sort of shift in allegiances throughout the film because you're not sure, oh, is he planning to do something nefarious? Because then she the next night she's like out naked in the woods and something has apparently happened to her um, and he's confused about it. Um, but then she starts acting strange in a way he's not anticipating so you're really kind of flip-flopping whose side you're on throughout the movie, um, which I thought was a very, a very interesting um, position to take. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on, like the the speaking of the womb and things of that nature? Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that that was a, a weird line, but um, yeah. <laughs> and I do agree that sometimes it can go bad too. With you know, like you said, with that other movie, and yeah. I think the writing has to do with it. I also think the performances here are are really great. And the fact that it does kind of go back and forth and you don't really know who Mm -hmm. you're rooting for, who to believe or, and it shifts, you know, I mean, I think you're always sympathetic um, to them both, but like, it's, yeah, you're rooting for them at least. Yeah. Cause at the same time, like certain things happen and you kind of like understand their reactions to each other in in some regard. Um, But, you know, it's also like, kind of she starts to like lose herself and it's um you know it's not it's not like a happy-go-lucky you know kind of film um but uh it's you know it's when you hear honeymoon it's it's not like a it's not a good time but it's a very there's a lot of strange shit that happens yeah Um, yeah a lot of weird things a lot of um a, a lot of uh stuff that comes like out of like I was not anticipating like I said in the third act that really uh like I said I don't I don't want to spoil this movie for anyone because I I recommend both of the movies that we're seeing so I think we'll we'll keep spoiler discussions to a minimum but um yeah overall just for the for the two performances um that uh you know with if you have good or bad performances it can really sink or uh carry a film that um of this nature and I think yeah the two leads are they're both great so it, you know it's it's helped out tremendously by uh by both of them. Um yeah, I would uh any anything else we should uh cover in honeymoon. This is our this is our first episode people so we're uh, we're kind of feeling out the format a bit. Yes, that's uh, that is true. Um yeah. We recorded about 15 but we deleted them so this is yeah. our second we are <laughs> No. <laughs> no, this is our uh, this is our first go. And no, I mean not really. I mean you know there is some weird 
like you know with the womb thing and and there's some things like he doesn't handle well like throughout the movie like why why are you staying at the cabin when some of these things happen like when you find her in the woods in the middle of the night like you know there's you know like any horror movie though there's like decisions made that you're like why are you why are you doing that why are you still here what but um i think by the movie's end i think it kind of makes up for some of those you know maybe little things that you could pick apart because i do think it's i think it's at least stylish and interesting and different enough to warrant someone watching and i think it's on it was on amazon do you know where it's streaming i think Uh, it's on pluto too which i I, never used i don't know um i could look i do think it's streaming somewhere though because yeah this is uh it's streaming on uh hoopla which i believe is a library based app um if you have your this is uh something i would recommend just you do on your own time but if you don't have a library card uh you should get one because libraries are great and important but also Mm -hmm. hoopla and canopy are two free streaming services that you can get access to if you have a library card um so yeah tons of movies just uh, at your fingertips and right in a time in a time where you know physical media going out of print and streaming options are becoming more and more limited i'll i'll take what i can get so um yeah yeah and who knew a library card is all you need to watch a scary weird movie yeah right getting scared in your house is fun and not that hard if you have your library card (laughs) that's all you need so yeah we can uh we can move on to the uh the perfect blue yeah set that up for sure so um in my early going days of cinephilia um as i like to refer to it as um which kind of started around the time i was i guess i was 15 or so i started to watch what i would describe as serious things that people everybody knows of you know nowadays a lot of movies from the 70s in particular but i also um watched a lot of anime uh is something that i became a fan of and like a lot of series i've mentioned and recommended in other podcasts like um neon genesis evangelion and cowboy bebop are like two of the greatest works of art ever created by anyone uh, then there's, you know, of course, you have classic anime films like uh, Akira and Ghost in the Shell. And um, one that I also am a big fan of is Perfect Blue, uh, which came out in, I believe it was 1997. is directed by uh, Satoshi Kon, who has made uh, a few other great films as well as a great series, um, all anime, of course. And, uh, yeah, speaking with Christy just about our recommendations, I was uh, stunned to find that she had not seen uh, nary a single anime film. Um, maybe your occasional uh, Studio Ghibli uh, every now and then. But, uh, yeah, this, this uh, as the podcast uh, says, this is a, a real blind spot. So um, I thought I would recommend uh, something that would hopefully align with uh, her tastes and interests in horror and other art films. Uh, and so, yeah, Christy, what were your uh, initial reactions to Satoshi Khan's Perfect Blue? Yeah, and it is true. I, um, you know, I've seen a lot of different kinds of movies, but anime has been one that has, I mean, I have seen some, but I actually asked Jake for some suggestions because I, I feel like that's a section of film that I should kind of rediscover or not rediscover, but discover more, yeah. um, dive into more. And yeah, no, I really liked really enjoyed perfect blue um you know it's definitely it's also another you know kind of psychological thriller um you know 
I had a lot of, and it's interesting too, because it's from the nineties and it, it's, uh, it's funny to like, think about like they're logging onto the internet and give yes. me like flashbacks to the old to the, internet screen when you'd have to like, uh, yeah. Um, and she's having trouble accessing it. It's like, yeah, I, I remember that. It makes, gives me flashbacks to the time we'd have to like dial up. But, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, um, <laughs> getting off, kind of off topic, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's an interesting kind of idea of, um, you know, a pop star being kind of worshipped and like obviously creepily obsessed with, um, but there's, you know, which we've kind of seen to an extent, you know, there's plenty of movies where celebrities are, um, you know, just, yeah, are obsessed with to a degree where it's obviously becomes threatening. There's obviously a lot more, again, like, I don't want to like, you know, spoil, but there's also some interesting stuff with Perfect Blue, um, with kind of like, I guess, would you say like art imitating life or like a mixture, like it's just being kind of confusing the two? Yeah, 100%. And in this, the sort of the idol and worship of, um, of your, of celebrities to this, the point of obsession. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a, the play you said you psychological horror is a great term for it. There's a lot of sequences in the film where you're not sure if they're actually happening or not. Um, just as, yeah, as a brief rundown, as we mentioned, it's a pop star. Uh, her name is Mima. She's part of this um, group called Cham, and she's actually putting on her farewell uh, performance in the opening of the film so that she can turn to acting. And um, a lot of uh, a lot of her fans feel betrayed, and things start happening to the people around her. Like the f- members of the film crew start to get murdered, and she's receiving these uh, threatening emails, and also uh, details of her lives uh, of her life are like recounted, like like to the perfect like what steps she took off of a train on this website called Mima's room. Um, and so there's this stalker out to get her. And, um, the, the stalker guy is like, he's so fucking terrifying. His name is Mr. Mimania. He's like, he has a job as a security guard at like her concert. But, uh, this guy is just like such a weird <laughs> looking freak for lack of a better word. Um, you know, I, and I, I hate to stigmatize, others appearances but you know he's he's purposely like that and it's it's this this delusion that he has that he's like trying to he's basically trying to protect her and 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 keep her for himself um but yeah like art imitating life that's a, a great way to put it and i think there's also a lot of um a lot of uh a lot of nightmarish imagery in the film that um mm-hmm. that comes from that and all the delusion she has and uh yeah it's a it's a heavy one but um yeah it's, it wasn't I, exactly I a joyful experience you know no you didn't <laughs> you is, didn't send me a light-hearted one <laughs> <laughs> no this is uh this is quite, kind of an interesting that we just happen to pick these two films um because i think they would pair well i mean you know they do pair well together uh in this context but uh, yeah we did not really plan this at all and and uh yeah i don't want to spoil perfect blue but there are a lot of fucked up things that happen to people in the later half of the film. And there actually are some car- comparable things too, you know, like yeah. someone kind of losing themselves a little bit. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of like uh, black Swan a little bit too, with, with some of her, um, 
just like psychological delusions and stuff. But no, like, uh, you yeah. know, obviously this the circumstances are different with honeymoon with her losing herself again, not to spoil, mm-hmm. but they, they both kind of like struggle with, um, kind of who they are in just different ways and yeah. also reality to an extent. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's got a lot of different things going for it and there are some, definitely some creepy imagery and some creepy shits unsettling. Yeah. Uh, it was actually more unsettling than I expected it to be for a variety of reasons. There's like a couple scenes that are just kind of, um, you know, when she's becoming an actress, a serious actress, as she oh, yeah. keeps saying it, you know, the, some of the things that she does, the extents that she goes to, um, the extent that she goes to, to do that is sometimes a little bit disturbing, but like also, the creepy guy that you said, and it it's okay. He, he to admit it. It's also you know it's anime, so it's not a it's not a real person. So you're right. not offending him. And if you are, <laughs> he will make a website about you. And <laughs> just, oh God! Uh, right now, everybody your... stay away from Jake'sRoom.com. <laughs> um, no, he, he they created him perfectly because he's yeah. super creepy. Um, but yeah, and. I mean, it's obviously like being he's like obsessed with her, but he's obsessed with the perfect image of her. And, you know, sometimes that happens with celebrities like when they change or when you find out like who they really are is different from how you saw them. It's almost like I to kind of go to like the Joker um, or uh, King of Comedy, which is a movie I love. Oh, Um, yes. That's a great movie. It's yes. Um, And it's there's obviously similarities between those two, but like kind of, you know, discovering they're not the same and, and you wanting to, them to be that perfect person that you're obsessed with. Yeah. Um, I guess it's almost like the, uh, you know, that amazing John Travolta, the fanatic. Anyone? <laughs> that's a, that's a fun movie. Um, yeah. But uh, to to go back just a bit, you mentioned uh, Black Swan, um, and it's mm-hmm. very interesting that you brought that up because uh, Darren Aronofsky is a huge fan of this film, and in fact, when it was released in the U.S., he actually purchased the like the U.S. rights to to it for like something like fifty thousand dollars. It was not a lot of money, but um, uh, what he did is in Requiem for a Dream, there's this uh, overhead shot of uh, Jennifer Connelly in like a fetal position in the bathtub. At, oh, and yeah. uh, Aronofsky took it straight from Perfect Blue. It's the exact same shot. Um, and then also, um, it's it's kind of an interesting movie to to watch in the era of the Me Too movement um, because she's this starts off as this pop star with basically what's like a pristine image, um, and then she goes on to this TV series where like her first big role that she lands is she's a stripper who actually gets raped in the club. Um, and so she has to like shoot this awkward mock rape scene um, in a room full of guys. And then later on, she goes from that to like taking these like nudie pinup photos. And so like, it's just her, her own self image is her fans are saying that she's tarnishing herself. And as she's slowly doing that, she seems to also be slowly losing her grip on reality. But, um, it's, it's still, it's still, yeah, very much a, a potent film. Yeah, though, and that like that sequence too when she's shooting that like in the club, it feels like it goes on forever too. It's like uh, very disturbing. Yeah. Um, and also like because it's like she's doing it because she wants to be a good actress and she's selling it, but at the same time you can tell that it's wearing, which why wouldn't it uh, wearing on her? And there's a lot of also like 
things that happen in the show that kind of mix in with her real life mm-hmm. and it, things start to blur. And that's awesome, by the way. Requiem for a Dream. See, you didn't, I don't even know if you knew that about me, but that movie is like hugely influential to me. It's one of those oh, movies yeah. that I know is like difficult for people to watch, but I've seen it like a thousand times and I can picture that exact image. So, and I, I just, you know, watched Perfect Blue. So that's mm. even more awesome and groovy. So thank you for that. Yeah. Little tidbit. It is. Yeah. So if you, if you've seen Requiem for a Dream, I would I would recommend checking out uh, Perfect Blue for all the all the listeners out there. Yeah, we're just recommending the happiest, most um, yeah <laughs> wonderful you know? movies that really celebrate human the human spirit um, with these three <laughs> that we've mentioned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, you'll be but, in a um, you'll be in a bathtub in a fetal position by the end of watching these three movies, especially if you do them all in a row. I mean, I mean, most of us are, if not all of us, are locked up in our houses just starting this, anyway. this pandemic, yeah. dark times. So yeah, I'm actually I'm gonna go take a bath after this podcast uh, <laughs> finishes. Um, but um, yeah, that's all. That's all I really want to. Um, I don't want to delve too deep in Perfect Blue because there's a lot of um, a lot of intriguing secrets to uncover. But um, yeah, I'm glad you got you, louder uh, when you said that. Like oh. intriguing secrets to uncover. Same with honeymoon. There, there are a lot of intriguing secrets to uncover. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Let's just keep repeating it. There's intriguing secrets to uncover in both films. I may so have. Up, you said I got louder. I may have. I may have leaned in a bit, like I was whispering into the listener's ear. But um, yeah. Oh, I got I'm that. A, That's why I'm I was a very. I'm a very performative podcast uh, host. I guess. Yes, as say. theatrical as you can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Behind the it's mic. Not, it's an audio medium. I gotta exploit it somehow. Yeah. But uh Yeah, so I mean, yep. Yeah, like you said, two happy go lucky films that'll certainly uh brighten your day in these uh, dark times and <laughs> remind us about the, the value of uh of joyous art in the world. Yes. But um yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I that's all I have to say really about um Perfect Blue. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover in the film or in Honeymoon? No. I mean, I think both else? of those, I think we did a good job of describing them without actually spoiling them. I think I forgot to uh, mention that Honeymoon is uh, Lee Janiak. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Um, yeah. Because I don't actually know if I said that. But anyway, so yeah, check those two movies out for sure. And I'm sure going forward, there'll probably be more horror movies that we recommend um there was quite a few that we went back and forth on that we'd already seen that would be fun to would have been fun if we hadn't but i'm sure there'll be many more um we started this podcast like 10 years ago yeah right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah, right it's true yeah so if you're fans of you know evil dead drive um we're not going to be talking about those because we've seen them many many times yeah, you're I'm in the big, wrong place. I'm a big fan of uh, both of those movies, <laughs> and even if my doctor won't surgically attach a chainsaw to my hand, that does not mean I won't stop asking him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. It just seems like a very reasonable request, and like, you know, it's yeah, probably easy. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, absolutely, it'd be easy. I've already cut my hand off. He just has to attach the chainsaw. What's his? You've problem? done all the hard work. I mean, <laughs> exactly. At this point. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say that was our first episode. Shall we um, 
pitch our, our social medias out if anybody wants to uh, follow us or give us a shout or follow the website? Yeah, the the website is filminquiry.com, or though some people say filminquiry.com, there's really no wrong way, as I have discovered. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, my Twitter, and Twitter's just at filminquiry. My personal one is Strauss underscore Christie, which is S-T-R-O-U-S-E underscore K-R-I-S-T-Y, just because you probably wouldn't get it right if you didn't hear that. And my Instagram is Christy on film. I'm pretty sure. Two minutes later. <laughs> Christy on film. <laughs> so. Yeah. Seems- so. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Christy. I, uh, sorry to cut you off with the Duran Duran joke there. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, always, I can be always re- worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I can be reached on uh, all platforms. I'm at Jake Tropila. That's uh, J-A-K-E-T-R-O-P-I-L-A. Uh, feel free to hit me up there or Instagram, Letterboxd, Twitter. I'm on all of those. Um, and yeah, let us know uh, if you watch these films just as a recommendation from this podcast. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear it. Uh, you can drop us a dime anywhere. We'll happily reply. Um, and, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have a, if this gets big enough, we'll have a listener suggestion episode, uh, if, if, uh, if it gets big enough. So we'll, yeah. uh, it'll, it'll be some time, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's about it for us for this first episode. Is there anything, uh, any out, outgoing words or outro you'd like to share with the, any words of wisdom you'd like to impart, Christy? Oh, geez. Words of wisdom. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, that would be awesome if we ever had suggestions. Cause I would love, I love that for sure. Um, something that we've been getting a lot from, you know, round tables and stuff too. I just oh, yeah, love the interaction definitely. and there's just so many movies, so many good movies and yeah. it's, it's always a fun time. Um, but no, I don't think there's any other blind spots that I've missed. <laughs> yeah. If that's, I should say, if you managed to recommend something to us that neither of us have seen uh that's that's pretty cool um so uh you know we both we both like i said we both have a lot of crossover tastes but there are definitely things definitely blind spots in the other person's camp so yeah hit us up we'll uh, we'll take it what we can get that'd be super groovy just saying yeah it would be the grooviest well, I think that about uh wraps things up um for our first episode of blind spots I've been uh, Jake Tropila. I have been Christy Strauss. I'm and, pretty positive. Yeah, I believe you have, and I believe I have. And uh, thank you for listening. We uh, we look forward to uh, to a next episode whenever that might be available. Groovy.